Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai, 32 years. Wow. Clapper. What a great day I had in the operating room yesterday. Began with a shoulder replacement in a 74-year-old golfer. What a lovely man. He'll be playing golf again. Gigantic bone spurs. But his rotator cuff, surprisingly enough, as a 74-year-old, was fine. So I did a traditional shoulder replacement and not a reverse shoulder replacement. The judgment calls that I have to make as a surgeon, every decision I make has to be perfect. There's no room for not perfection. Not when you're a surgeon. And then the rest of the day was like being a baseball player hitting a single, double, triple, and a home run. A hip replacement, knee replacement, rotator cuff. It was awesome. Just an awesome day. So blessed. And speaking of shoulder surgeries, the clap revisions I want to talk about today is the Dodgers. The Dodgers, thanks to shoulder surgery, Cody Bellinger's Shoulder dislocated last season, remember? The hell yeah. And what about Urias? He had to have shoulder surgery for a torn capsule. What exactly is going on when we repair a dislocating shoulder? Is there a clap revision about how to fix it? Clapper. Yes, there is. Is there a clap revision about Urias's torn capsule in his shoulder? Yes, it is. Clapper. I'll give you a hint. Bellinger's clapper vision will be tying a necktie. You loop it around your your neck, and then you cross the tie, and you tie a knot to make a tie for your beautiful bar mitzvah suit or whatever it is that you're dressing up for. And what about Urias? What is a torn capsule like? The clapper vision will be a knapsack that you put just too many books in, and it rips. That canvas knapsack rips, and now the contents are spilling out. I'll explain more with that clap revision later, and I'll take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. But I am so excited for my guest today at 815. It's a secret that I discovered thanks to my Hawaiian friend, Russ. As I surf with him here in Los Angeles, but he's a purebred Hawaiian guy. Grew up in Hawaii. And I said to him one day, where do you eat Hawaiian food in Los Angeles? And he said, I actually schlep all the way from Camarillo twice a month 
to be with my ohana, which is today's term that I'm going to focus on. Ohana in Hawaiian means family. And ohana to a Hawaiian doesn't necessarily mean blood-related. If you have any friends or you visit Hawaii, you will see what I'm talking about. The blessing of knowing what the aloha spirit is that Duke Hanamoku talked about, where you treat people who aren't your relatives, your blood relatives, like family. And at 8.15, you're going to meet Hideki, the man who actually owns the coffee shop with the best Hawaiian food in Los Angeles here in Gardena. It's the coffee shop in the bowling alley, believe it or not. But when you go into that coffee shop, you will see more Hawaiians than you do in Honolulu. And the food is amazing. But it made me think all week. You know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, and the world of surgery. Where do you see Ohana? Where you're felt to feel like family, even if you're not blood-related. So, the story in 1976 that Alex Haley made into a made-for-TV movie called Roots starred a 20-year-old actor named LeVar Burton. Wait till you hear how LeVar Burton speaks about Alex Haley, who totally understands, in essence, the word ohana, where we are all connected and related And then I thought about sports. Where do you see Ohana in sports? Well, recently the Green Bay Packers played the Detroit Lions in a football game. It was a classic. The Lions lost. But what made it so special is the running back, Aaron Jones, scored four touchdowns, which was a record for Green Bay. But Lisa Salters interviews the running back, Aaron Rodgers, after the game. And that's when we learn. Oh, sorry, Aaron Jones, you're right. She interviewed, Lisa Salters interviews Aaron Jones after the game. And he then reveals, yeah, my dad, my dad died of COVID at 57. He went to every football game in high school and college and now in Green Bay that I've ever played in. And when he died of COVID, They cremated him, and I put his ashes in a necklace. And on that fourth touchdown, I lost the necklace. It's in the end zone. We'll find it. Sure enough, at 1.45 in the morning, they found the necklace. But I want you to listen to what Aaron Jones says about the strength he gets from his brothers in the locker room about the loss of his dad. He lost a blood relative, his father. But what helps him make up for it is the ohana that he has on the team. It's a beautiful thing when you can connect. And we learn it from the Hawaiians who do it best, where you're made to feel like family if you're not related. The story of Aaron Jones is just beautiful. I want you to listen to it yourself. In the next segment, we'll get into Alex Haley and Roots. But listen to Lisa Salters talking to Aaron Jones that very night he loses that necklace.
Aaron Jones is playing with a heavy heart this season, but extremely motivated. This is the first time he's playing here at Lambeau Field without his father in attendance. Alvin Jones Sr. passed away in April after a battle with COVID. He was just 57 years old. Aaron is obviously still grieving, but told me that he and his family are doing okay, that they have good days and bad. Game days are tough for Aaron, though, because for as long as he can remember, he said, whenever he came out onto the field pregame for warm-ups, his dad was always in the stands to welcome him and to wish him luck. So he said he's dedicating this entire season to his dad. And he told me if the Packers can win a Super Bowl, he knows it's somewhere Alvin Sr. will be smiling. Uh, she's just the greatest, Lisa Salter. So listen to her talk to him right after the game. Rodgers with Jones floating out of the backfield. Aaron, I know that this is your first game here at Lambeau without without your dad. Just how much was he on your heart tonight? Uh, he, was, he was really on my heart. I actually have a, a chain with a football and his ashes are in it. I scored and I, it fell off in the end zone, so I go look for it. But I know he's happy; he'd be happy. He was like, "If you lose it anywhere, losing the end zone." So. You didn't? You didn't? You haven't found it? I have it. Uh, the grounds crew was looking for it though. So. Oh, we gotta go we'll, get we'll that. We'll find it. We'll find it. We gotta go get that. Just when did you know it was gonna be your night? Uh, from I guess uh, when we first came out. I, I, I like to say when I woke up this morning. I I try to make every day my day, but uh, you know, just coming out here, our coach uh, in warmups said I could feel the energy. It's gonna be a great day. What do you think Pops would say, have said to you after a four-touchdown performance like this? Uh, I think he'd be very proud of me, um, tell me continue to work. This is only the beginning. Um, continue to stack success and um, be humble but be proud. All right, thanks, Aaron. Congratulations on the Thank win. Thank you so much. And again, our condolences on the loss of your dad. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Good to see Scott. you. Now, here's the press conference. This is where you're going to hear Aaron Jones talk about what Ohana, the Hawaiian term, for relatives that are not blood relatives, where he has to talk about losing his dad and how much his dad meant to him, but how the brothers he has in the locker room make up in a small way for the loss of his dad. Listen to the press conference with Aaron Jones. I'm not fully ready to talk about it, but I can definitely answer a little bit about it. Uh, my, my dad, you know, he's everything to me, never missed a game. And um, I know it's something that he would want me to continue to do is push forward, work hard, and um, continue to reach the goals that we've set and continue to work towards that. And so um, I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to honor him and wear, wear our last name on the back of our jerseys as big and as proud as I can. That's right, Aaron. The rest of my career will be dedicated to my father. I mean, he's the reason I started playing football. Uh, he's what kept me going um so many so many times you know when as a kid when you want to give up he's what kept me going so um i mean I, my, i'm dedicate the red like i said the rest of my career to him and um me and him have goals that we know about so once we get there we're going to continue to work until we get there here he begins to describe how he's holding up he and his family and how much he appreciates the well wishing how are you guys holding up um, we're holding up well, uh, you know, got a lot of support around us, which is very important. So I just want to tell everybody, thank you for your continued support. It means a lot to us and, uh, please continue to support us through these hard times. Uh, you know, um, yes, my brother did get to come up here. I was happy about that, but, um, no, everybody's doing good and, uh, going to continue to try to get better every day. So his blood related brother came up to help. He's losing his dad, who he's related to by blood. But now listen to him talk about 
what Ohana means to him. The brothers in the locker room. But, uh, you know, I have a locker room full of brothers here um, who are making sure that I'm okay. And um, so, like, some nights I'm just I'm there with them at the, on their couch or different things like that. So um, that's what this game is all about, having your brothers around you. And, and now he's asked, what about the community around you? Did you come back just because Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, the great quarterback, resigned? Listen to Aaron Jones say no. This is my community. This is my Ohana here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Before you signed your contract, did you have any conversations with, with Aaron the, Rodgers, the other Aaron, about his future and, and whether or not he, he planned to, to return? Was there ever a conversation between you and him? And if there wasn't, would, would, would that have factored into your decision at all to, to return to the Packers if, if Aaron didn't want to? Uh, no, sir. We never talked about that, and um, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think I, st- I still be here. This is home. This is where I, I love to be. I love the coaches, the my teammates, the community, uh, the system, everything. So this is, I feel like this is where I still would have been. And when he loses the necklace, it's the trainer at the Green Bay Packers who would not stop looking for that necklace. His non-blood-related relative stayed up till 1.45 in the morning searching the end zone for that tiny necklace. This is the news report that night. Well, Aaron Jones has likely been riding an emotional roller coaster over the last 24 hours. After losing his father's ashes on the field last night, the Packers running back has the emotional keepsake back in his hand. He tweeted this photo earlier today thanking a trainer named Brian Engel for finding his father's ashes on the field at 1.45 this morning. He said he's forever grateful. Alvin Sr. likely smiling down at his son last night, his son making football history in the game, scoring four touchdowns. And tonight, uh, last night marked Jones's first home game at Lambeau Field without his father physically there on the sidelines in the stands cheering him on. Alvin Sr. died of COVID-19 in April. I think his dad is most proud of how, how his son has connected to his teammates and his community. That's what he's done. What a feeling of accomplishment to be able to create an Ohana. Coming up next, you're going to hear the most beautiful story in the world of art of what Ohana means to LeVar Burton talking about Alex Haley. It's such a beautiful story. We'll get into it. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Warriors, the weekend warrior waiting womb is open. Call Doc now, 877-710-3776. Taking patients at 730. Don't get shut out at 850. And if you're a cousin of Dr. Clapper, you go to the top of the list. Call now, 877-710-3776. Holy emoji, Clapman. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Wear Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. 
going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Carly's got a gift card for you. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. K-L-A-P-P-A-H. Clapper. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. What a beautiful thing happened this week. William Shatner, my friend, my patient, called into this show. Loves this show. After I did his hip surgery, went to outer space. Remember him talking about boldly going? To boldly go where no man has gone before. Well, he did it. So proud of you, Bill. Good job. You made us all proud. Just terrific. And before I started surgery yesterday, I had another great moment this week. My favorite foot and ankle surgeon, Dr. Tim Charlton, was shopping at the Trader Joe's in Redondo Beach. And he said to me, Robbie, I forgot that I had my Cedar sinai uniform on. So when I was checking out at the counter at the Redondo Beach Trader Joe's, the cashier said, Cedar sinai do you know Dr. Clapper? Dr. Clapper. He said, yes, I'm going to see him soon in the operating room. And he says the cashier yelled out to the other cashier, he knows Dr. Clapper from the Weekend Warriors show. And then another cashier. He goes, Robbie, you're a big hit at the Trader Joe's in Redondo Beach. <laughs> what a great week I had. What a great day I had. And then I had this young x-ray tech who did such a beautiful job taking an x-ray right after. When you do a shoulder replacement, and I do so many, you never can get it, the x-ray quite right because the patient is sitting up in a beach chair position. So the angle, it's kind of hard for an x-ray tech to get a really a perfect x-ray that I want to see. But lo and behold, yesterday, after the surgery, the x-ray tech, young guy, Trevor, he did one of the most beautiful x-rays I've ever seen post-shoulder replacement in the operating room. In the office, I can get much better ones because I can set the angle right but in the operating room, the patient's still sitting up in a beach chair position. And so I complimented this young x-ray tech. Well, he's so good, he's already training two other x-ray techs in technique and whatnot, which is great. He's the perfect person because he's that good, even though he's young. And as I left the room to go see the next patient in pre-op, one of the young training x-ray techs says, Dr. Clapper, What's the topic tomorrow? <laughs> Which means he's a weekend warrior. What a blessed week I had. Knowing people are listening to the show. And today is a special show because it's about something near and dear to all of us. We're not here alone. You may have blood relatives, but there's a bigger family, Ohana, that we're a part of. So in 1976, Alex Haley went searching for his roots. 
He did the research. Started at age 40 because of what his grandmother told him was his history. And it really inspired him to look further. And they picked a young actor from USC going to school, LeVar Burton, to play the role of Kunta Kinte in Roots. This story is just awesome. And LeVar Burton is such a great speaker. But if you want to know what the word ohana means, which we're going to learn at 8.15 when Hideki calls in about the true Hawaiian meaning, meaning of having an extended family beyond your blood relatives, listen to what, how LeVar Burton refers to Alex Haley, who made his career by signing him as a 20-year-old to be the star in the TV show Roots. Even though there's no genetic material that we have in common, we have a psychic connection. We have a cellular connection, not cellular, but cellular connection that makes us part of one another, he and I. And, and he's one of my ancestors, you know? He's looking out for me from the other side. I feel his presence often. I mean, I, I, I feel him here now. I, otherwise, I wouldn't be so emotional. I mean, he's, he's a really important figure in my life. How important, LeVar Burton? Tell us about Alex Haley and Roots and what it meant to you to be chosen to be the star of the show right out of college while you're still in college. And believe me, I did a lot of, of, of ballroom dinners with Alex. And invariably... I love that man. Love me some Alex Haley. He was a, a father figure for me. He was a big brother uh, for me. Um, ah, man, yeah, I see. He can't even speak. He's so emotional when he talks about Someone he's not blood-related to, but it is his Ohana. Alex was a great man. I, you know, I, 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 and I don't often use those two words in combination. Alex was a great man. Alex, let me tell you about Alex Haley, okay? First of all, Alex was one of the most authentic human beings I've ever met. And what I mean by that is that Alex was the same person whether he was talking to a head of state or the cook in the kitchen. Alex was fixated on the meaning of Ohana, making us feel connected, even if we were not blood relatives. And believe me, I did a lot of, of, of ballroom dinners with Alex. And invariably, at some point in the evening, after all the speeches were made, he would go back into the kitchen because those kitchens in ball, hotel ballrooms tend to be, at least in the 70s, were populated by people of color. And, and Alex had that very rare ability to when he was talking to you, he's, he wasn't looking around the room. He was focused on you. Alex made you feel as if you were the most important person in the world when he was with you. Mm. Here's the kind of man Alex Haley was. When we were on location in Savannah, Georgia, he came to me one day and he said, you know, um, you're too young to be aware of it, but this is probably going to end up being a pretty important event in your life. 
and um, and I think it's really important that your mother be here for some of this. Can you imagine? He's so in tune with what relationships are like that he tells this 20-year-old actor, I'm going to bring your mother out here because she needs to see what you're doing. And I know that you can't afford to fly her here. You know, I was on a scholarship at USC. And so I'm sending her a ticket. And he did. He brought my mom to Savannah for a week while we were there because he knew how important it was. He knew how important she was to me. My mom, when, when I got to USC, like I said, I was on full scholarship, but there was a gap in my financing, you know, because I was not able to hold down a part-time job. And so in addition to her day job as a social worker, my mother was a cocktail waitress at night at Small's Paradise on Stockton Boulevard in Sacramento, California, so that I could go to USC. So Alex knew the importance of Irma Jean in my life. And, and he knew how important it would be for her to see and be a part of this experience. LeVar Burton uses the term, he's from the old school. The word old enough means connecting to the past, finding your roots, whether they blood or not. That's Alex. Alex is from the old school, you know? He was from the old school. Um, he had old-fashioned values, and he loved humanity. And he was the best storyteller I've ever met. And I feel like in the, during the course of my 30-year career, I've, I've studied under some of the best. That's right. He did Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry, speaking of William Shatner. Gene Roddenberry did Star Trek. Well, LeVar Burton did Star Trek. Then he goes and does Reading Rainbow with, with Phil, um, Fred Rogers. He knows what storytellers are like. But he admired Alex Haley and his pursuit of Ohana. Alex was the first. And then I went on and I, I studied with... Gene Roddenberry, and for 25 years, I had a, a real mentor relationship with Fred Rogers. I have studied with men who are the best at what they do in the realm of storytelling, and Alex Haley was my first and, and the greatest of my storytelling teachers, in my view. And when you meet that Ohana, they're with you forever. I see and, and feel Alex with me more often than you can imagine. I, I feel him at every major passage in my life, the birth of my daughter, when I got married. Um, Alex is always there. Alex, it's really interesting. I went to the village of Jufere once. Um, this was when Alex was, when Alex was still alive. And I was embraced as a family member. Hmm. Now here's a treat. I want you to hear Alex Haley being interviewed by CNN, and when you hear him talk about his motivation, and then all of a sudden he realizes the interviewer needs to learn about Ohana, and you'll see how he turns the tables. Listen to Alex Haley in this incredible interview, Turning the Tables. I was just trying to write a book for which I had an idea, and into which I had invested a lot of time, years, more than I should have. 
So at that time, my concern was not impact, it was finish this book. That's what it was. What was your motivation? You had heard stories from your grandmothers. From my grandmother and her sisters. And it was, my motivation at first was curiosity. What, how old were you when it sort of struck you that you ought to document this and do some research? Probably close to 40. Now listen to him look at the interview and go, hey, forget about interviewing me. You need to go interview your grandmother and start to appreciate your heritage and where you came from. Because when she dies, you're going to lose it. This interview can't be finished soon enough, young man, for you to go find out your family. The problems uh, come before you even get to Africa. Problems very often come. Let me ask you, how much do you know about your family? You're black. Do you know much about your family? I'll, I'll admit I know very little. I hear stories from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Have you, um, is your grandmother living? She is. Well, now, let me tell you something. <laughs> you don't have anything in this world more important to do than after you finish this show, you get your way to your grandma and talk to her. Uh-huh. You see, in your grandmother's head, in her memory, are things that if you let her pass and you haven't gotten it, it'll be absolutely impossible for you ever to get it about your family. Uh-huh. And it's, if, if, if it is not important to you, it's most important to your children. And the only source you've got in this world is your grandmother's memory. Uh-huh. So it's most important. So you have answered your own question. Yeah. Is that too many have not done that with the grandmother? You better get on over there right now. God bless you, Alex Haley, for reminding us all about what our heritage is, where we come from. And what's so interesting is a lot of it comes in the recipes that we eat, the uniqueness to the food. That's actually also what gets carried down. And at 8.15, when I talked to Hideki about Simon and all the great Hawaiian recipes, loco moco, the fried rice. It comes from someplace in the past. It connects you to your family, your blood relatives. But then when you get to share it with your non-blood relatives, it tastes that much sweeter. Coming up next, I'll take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. I need to go into the operating room with you. Let's talk about Cody Bellinger's shoulder and Urias's shoulder with some clapper vision. Thanks for joining me each and every Saturday. What a treat it is for me to work hard as a surgeon all week long and then spend Saturdays with you. And thanks for telling your friends and your family. You're Ohana. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. A Doc 
talk is the doc this one likes to talk and no one can talk like this talking doc that is a locus's talking doc is the famous dr rocky clapper go right on the clock and ask the doc he'll give you the answer you might be shocked he's always on the emergency doc talk to dr tito clapper People yakety yak a streak and waste your time a day. But Dr. Clapper will always speak and always has something to say. A doc is a doc, this one likes to talk. And no one can talk like this talking doc. You've never heard of a talking doc. Well, listen to this. I am Dr. Smokey Clapper. That's the greatest. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. But don't miss my show, Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Hey, Robbie, do you like donuts? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I love donuts. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710 home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Weekend Warriors. I think I know who Elton John is singing about. He's singing about this guy in Ventura whose back hurts. Daniel, is that you? Yeah, buddy, that's me. I saw Elton John on. I saw Elton John on his first appearance in the United States when he was the backup to Leon Russell. Oh, 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 oh. oh Leon I mean, Russell. I have that. I had that album. I couldn't afford to buy any records, but I had one album, oh. which was that album where it's the circus, where that lonely oh, yeah. masquerade. People, you got to find that song. I'm lost in. Tightwire. Oh, I'm lost I'm inside lo- oh. this lonely masquerade. Yeah. How great is that song from Leon Russell? Oh my God, it, it, Daniel! It's still great. Yes. How young are you? What do you do for a living? Okay, I am uh, 69. I'm in aerospace. Oh, um, wow. I, I had a. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to leave. <laughs> um, I, I I have um, a situation here that I think. Maybe you can tell me a little more about it than I know, of course, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But um, mm-hmm. but um, I can uh, throw it out there. Uh, okay. Or do you want to hear uh, a, a George Brett story? No, uh, I want to know about you. The hell with George Brett. I want to know you. about you. But okay. where'd you grow up? What'd your father do for a living? Who the hell are you? Grew up in uh, El Segundo, California. Wow. Uh, my, my dad... Uh, my dad had a big, big pottery shop in Manhattan Beach on Sepulveda. Wow. And, um, uh, then uh, in the uh, what does that 80s, mean? What I'm, does that mean, Daniel? A big pottery shop? Did your dad make I the mean, pottery, or he imported no, it? No, 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 no. Yeah, he bought it. He imported statues, fountains, bird baths, a uh, lot of red clay. <laughs> then indoors, he had uh, Franciscan dinnerware and uh, all real nice stuff, you know, for indoors. So, Daniel, um, you, Daniel, was, you know, you know yeah. what we call that entire store your father owned in Yiddish. Chachkas. Tell me. 
Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. You, you know what a tchotchke really? is? <laughs> no, talk to me. <laughs> Tell me. I want to know. Tchotchkes. Uh, my mother used to have tons of tchotchkes in the house. She'd like buy a plate, this beautiful plate, or like a coffee cup yeah. and a saucer, but she wouldn't buy any of the rest of them. She'd just buy one because she liked it. Like, it has absolutely no use. This is a tchotchke. Your father made a living and supported your family selling tchotchkes to people like my mother who said, that is beautiful. I want this in my house and it has absolutely no use except it looks nice. So God bless your dad for doing that. That's great. How did you become an aerospace person? Where did you go to college? What inspired you to go oh, into wow, it? Wow, wow, wow. Aren't you special, man? Oh, yeah, this is very special to me. Um, I had no idea what to do in life. I was over at a junior college in uh, uh, El Camino Junior College uh, mm-hmm. one evening. I did play sport, a little bit of sports over there. And um, anyway, I was walking, trying to get through. I was just taking a cut through a campus, uh, through a building there. And uh, um, to get to my car, I had to get home. And uh, there was this guy standing out in front of a, you know, one of the classrooms. Mm. And he said, hey, what are you doing? And I have no idea who he was. And um, I said, well, oh, I got I to gotta get home. He said, listen, there's only nine people in this metallurgy class, and uh, I need 10 to make keep this thing open. I need you to get in here. And I wow. said, well, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, he said, just get in here, please. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so he, was, he was also, he worked uh, for uh, TRW in Manhattan Beach there. Um, he was a metallographer i guess mm. but this guy <clears throat> this guy know, knew he knew how to break things down as far as terms and whatever it'd be like you being a doctor breaking things down to like the people you break things down to now mm. anyway he uh, he he could break down what it meant what what it meant when things would happen and what's going on with these steels etc and the temperatures and, and what happens to it etc and um change your life Changed your life, Daniel. He was an angel from above who came down and changed your life. Well, he was one of those, uh, what do you you call those brothers? Yeah. In that other, yeah, he's one of these brothers that um, had a big heart or something. And uh, so I I don't know what happened, but I ran into somebody and uh, it was a friend of my father's and he worked at uh, one of the big aerospace companies. And he said, well, why don't you come down and apply? And uh, that was it. That was it. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so, do you remember eating at El Tarasco and the, my favorite place, Hibachi, near the pier? Oh, don't, don't. I proposed to my <laughs> wife at Hibachi. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. What are you doing to my brain right now? <laughs> I'm getting inside I, I, through the radio waves. I'm getting inside your head, Daniel. And I'm going to now remind you of what that artichoke was like at Hibachi and what that oh, salad God. dressing was God. like and what the filleted butterfly teriyaki chicken was like at Hibachi and how it was the greatest restaurant. You can still get that teriyaki sauce if you go to Manhattan Beach Meats. They still sell that secret recipe for that teriyaki sauce. But boy, do I miss hibachi. You better be listening at 815. We're going to talk to Hideki, who's got a coffee shop that reminds me a lot of what hibachi was in Manhattan Beach. But you know what? I can tell I can talk to you for hours. It's my job to to help you out. What did you do to yourself, Daniel, and how can I help you? 
Okay. Um, thanks, Doctor. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, Habaji offers what you offer. Uh, you offer a very, very nice kindness to uh, people, and that's why they kept getting people. Yes. Um, anyway. Thank anyway, you. yeah. What happened here? Um, I was uh, a few years back. I don't know, probably twenty now, but I was up in. Uh, I was on a date, and we were up in uh, San Francisco, and this pain. Went shooting down uh, from the center of my back or hip, higher hip, center back. I don't know. And it went down into uh, into my foot, basically. And mm-hmm. I was, we were walking, and I couldn't walk. It, it, it mm-hmm. was just it was like it, like a nerve was being pinched or something. And then I'll make this quick. So I, the only way to alleviate it was I stood up against one of those uh, meters where people you know paid to park their car on the street in Chinatown mm-hmm. up in. Uh, Trisco and uh, and I must have looked like a homeless guy or something. And the mm-hmm. date I was on, she asked me if I was a gimp and if I couldn't get back to the hotel, she's leaving. <laughs> 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 Lovely. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying to myself when she was talking, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I just I, learned I a lot mean. about this date is going nowhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, boy, I'll tell you. It was like two tacos short of a Mexican dinner. <laughs> I love it. Now, listen, okay. have you had continuous back pain, or you just want to know well, what, what happened did, to that one event? What I did is I, it was so bad. Um, well, my, I, uh, when, I, when I got home back uh, to uh, uh, El Segundo, or excuse me, Manhattan Beach, um, I made an appointment at, at one of the, the big doctor places you've spoken about them, mm-hmm. or the hospitals, mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, seen by a neurosurgeon, and uh, he said, let's get an MRI. He gets an MRI, and he uh, comes back. He says, I, th- I think I can help that pain. Um, and he did, I think what you call it, it was an endomostopy or endo... Laminectomy. Anyway. He did a laminectomy and a discectomy. He took out the bulging yeah. disc. Yeah, okay, that's, see, I didn't know what he actually did, but uh, I have one situation now that, from that, is that the pain is gone in the leg, which is fantastic, and this guy's a good, good guy. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, uh, have doctor friends, but um, anyway, that's all gone, and that's really a fantastic thing, but in the middle of the back, where that thing was probably kind of, kind of coming from, maybe, or, yep. you know. Uh, there's, I still, I still am sore there uh, most of the time. All right, here's and, what um, you're gonna do: do not let anyone yeah, talk you. you into cortisone shots, stem cells, PRP. No needles going into your spine. Okay, be holistic. There's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui called "Heal Your Hips." That oh book will show you exercises to do by walking in a pool. The weightlessness of the water. The resistance on the muscle, the water touching your skin gives you what's known as proprioception. You need to get busy. You don't need a therapist. You can do this yourself in Ventura, find an indoor heated pool, or still it's warm enough to go to an outdoor heated pool. Walk belly button high water, forwards, backwards, half an hour, three, four days a week. It ain't going to be better in a week or two, but I promise you, Daniel, you will feel so much better in about a month. That's what you need to do. Be holistic. All right, Daniel? Yeah, I, okay, I'm in with that, and uh, and by the way, there's a place, there's a pool out here, it's called the Ventura Aquatic Center. There you go, for, uh, perfect. For seniors, it's uh, three bucks a month. Well, when yeah. you're up there, do one other thing that'll help your back feel better. Go to the yeah. Vons Shopping Center and go look for Good Time Donuts 
and say hi to Sue and get yourself a muffin and a donut. Tell him Dr. Clapper sent you, and that'll make your back feel that much better. And thanks so much, Daniel, for being a weekend warrior. God bless you. We really enjoyed talking to you. All right, Warriors, I'm going to take a break, pay some bills. Coming back, the lines are lit up. We'll keep the clinic open. We'll do some Clapper vision. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar Sinai, head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Dr. Clapper says measure twice, cut once. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Il Dr. Clapper dice, misura due volte, taglia una sola volta. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. It is a family affair. That's what we're talking about today. The Hawaiian term, Ohana. And at 8.15, my guest, Hideki, who owns the Gardena Bowling Alley's coffee shop, serves the best Hawaiian food. And you'll feel like Ohana when you go in there. That'll be at 8.15. And that's what we're talking about today. Family. But not necessarily related by blood. Awesome. All right. The lines are all lit up. I better take some calls. So much storytelling I can do, which, by the way, in Ojai, there is a storytelling festival. 20 years it's going on. You can check it out. Go on the website, Ohio Storytelling. Way back in November, coming up, I'll probably have one of those storytellers as a guest on the show. But don't miss it. Look it up. Festival. Going to promote it as much as I can. Storytelling. It's its what I do every Saturday with you. All right, Steve Paulette, who are we going to take? Who do you like? Let's go to Ronnie. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, good morning. A pleasure to finally talk to you, sir. My pleasure, Ronnie. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I am 51 years old, and I am a property manager. Nice. And you've been listening to the show? You know what the weekend war, you know what Clapper Vision is? I know, I know. You are like the Michelangelo. Of, uh, <laughs> you know, I love the I love the descriptions Thank and you. the surf analogies. Thank you. And the food talk. <laughs> Go on. You're gonna need to get yeah, in your you, car and drive to where my guest yeah. is, uh, the owner, for all these years. Because if you love to surf and you love Michelangelo and you love all that I do, 
You are going to love to eat Hawaiian food in L.A. that's better than the food in Honolulu. It's unbelievable. But how can I help you? What you do to yourself, Ron? Okay, sir. So um, I am set for shoulder surgery in uh, about 15 days. Okay. Torn rotator, torn rotator cuff and torn labrum. Yes. Um, what can I expect? I... More, I really don't surf anymore. What I do is, is I lift weights mm-hmm. on a sort of, you know, novice level. Mm-hmm. And I uh, did play basketball basically five days a week. All right. Uh, you're going to get so, my opinion now, okay? So that's all it is, and I'm not here to discount uh, whoever you're going to. There's lots of good surgeons. Yeah. It's not just me, okay? But you're going to get my opinion right now. I really should trademark the term age size and what that means to me is and even this week i did shoulder surgery on a 20 year old right who had a rotator cuff tear and later in the week on friday i did shoulder surgery on a 74 year old man where i did a titanium shoulder replacement i love being a general orthopedic surgeon i don't just do sports in young people i do over 400 implants in older people uh, and they're not so old any anymore they're getting younger and younger but I just love it the same process the same damage in a 20 year old in my opinion has to be treated differently in a 70 year old and what do I mean that by that apropos to you Ron your labral tear you're 51 years old. If you're 21 years old and you come to me with a labral tear, which clearly is not causing dislocation because otherwise you'd tell me that. So this is a degenerative labral tear. My opinion, and that's what it, all it's worth, is not to put stitches in it. And I can promise you, you, whoever you're going to, and I don't know who it is, so I'm not disparaging anybody, they will be tempted to put stitches and anchors into your labrum and I have found that in a 51 year old it makes the shoulder feel too tight and you have symptoms of pain after the surgery so what's the best treatment for tearing or degenerative fraying of the labrum in a 51 year old to debride it to clean it up we have a vacuum cleaner type of tool Arthrex makes these beautiful tools that we can use and that's how I would treat it which I can tell you right now is probably different than the person you're seeing. And I'm not here to tell you to go tell them what to do, but that's how I would treat it. And if you've never gotten a second opinion, you need to get one. As far as how to treat the rotator cuff, wow, our world has beautifully improved by being able to do so much arthroscopically. However, again, this is my opinion. If you have in a 51-year-old a massive tear to your rotator cuff, I'm still old school, just like LeVar Burton described Alex Haley. I'm still old school. If they are massive tears with a tremendous amount of retraction where it's like a bungee cord, the tendon not only pulled off the bone, but it's spring-like. It pulled away from its anchor. Here's a clapper vision. It's like a boat with a rope tied to a dock. The tendon is the rope. If you pull the cleat, the metal cleat that's attaching the rope to the dock you pull it off that's like a rotator cuff tear but instead of the rope being just a rope it has a bungee cord quality which is what our tendons are it springs all the way back to the boat you can't actually pull that rope anymore back to the dock 
without releasing a lot of the scar. I prefer to do that open. So the size of your tear makes a difference. And in a 51-year-old, and I got lots of 51-year-olds that I did an open repair, and they're so happy surfing and playing basketball and running around again. Because what you don't want is to force the issue of a massive tear to try to do it with chopsticks, which is the arthroscope, and you don't get to release the scar tissue in my hands. Other people can argue, no, they can still do it. But for massive tears, I still like doing it open. And in a 51-year-old, I don't get too excited about the, the degenerative labrum because it's part of getting older, and I don't like putting stitches in it. So at the very least, 15 days is still two weeks. You owe it to yourself to get a second opinion before you plunge into anything. And, and hear and ask those questions. I'm 51. Are you going to repair my labrum? You're going to debride it. Are you going to do it open? What are you going to do if it's a massive tear? You know, how are you going to handle it? You're smarter. You're a property manager. Guess what? You know what a roof is like. You know what termites are like. You know what dry rot is like. You are dealing with the functionality of a building. My dad was a carpenter. You listen to the show, you know that. The very same principles that you analyze that property you're managing, I'm anointing you, an AAD, also a doctor. You're allowed to ask those questions. I don't want you walking into the doctor's office and putting your intelligence off to the side and say, you're the doctor, everything you say is great. No, you have to ask those questions because they are exactly the questions you would ask, Ron, with a building. You would ask, what's the roof like? When was the last time the plumbing was done? Do you have galvanized pipe, copper pipe? You got to ask those questions. It's the same thing for your rotator cuff because I want you to surf afterwards. I don't want you to just say, I'm in my 50s. Oh, that ship has sailed. I'm not going to be an athlete anymore. No, you need to demand excellence. And for that, do me a favor. God had a plan for you to call me so that I could yell at you to get a second opinion, okay? Gotcha. Now listen, you're a total stranger to me. I don't know you from a hole in the wall. I need you to find a total stranger today and do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me, okay? Gotcha, doctor. Hey, I got a question for you. Um, I remember you uh, you surf uh, Malibu sometimes, right? Uh, occasionally, but I'm more of a Ventura guy right now, and I get to have uh, my donut okay. and... But Malibu is the best yeah. wave in the world, and I've surfed in Fiji and Hawaii. I know them all. The best wave I've ever been on is Malibu. You got to go at mo- in the middle of the night with a full moon. That's the only time you'll be able to catch some waves, though. Yeah. When I used to surf Malibu a long time ago, I don't know if, how long you've been in L.A. I think you've been in L.A. a very long time. Long but time. One of my favorite restaurants, speaking of food, I don't know if you remember, was Granita. Yes. I'm so sad it closed a long time ago. But anyway, old school. <laughs> okay. Make it to uh, the coffee shop at Gardena. You'll have yourself a bowl of Simon. You won't miss Granita anymore. Okay. All right, Thank young you. man. God bless you, and thanks so much for checking in. Appreciate it. All right, Warriors, we'll take a break. Coming up, I'm going to tell some stories, just like they do at that Ojai Storytelling Festival. we we'll tell some stories about Ohana. Ohana in art, Ohana in sports. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. One child grows up to be somebody that just loves to learn. It's good to be king. 
Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clappervision. Clappervision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.